Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. To the Blue Stable Podcast, everybody. It is me. It is I, Michael Pivia, joined by Marcus, a.k.a. Culture Shot. Landon is not with us right now. He is enjoying a big old plate of spaghetti or whatever he's eating right now. But I hope uh, you're eating enough for all of us, Landon. Marcus. We're about a few weeks away from training camp getting underway. July 25th, both rookies and vets will be reporting on July 25th. They get to start a little bit earlier since they have a new head coach, one of the benefits of having a new head coach. Now, we just got word that, you know, Blue Stable will be at training camp. We're excited about that. Excited to see everybody out there. If you're going, make sure you say what's up to the guys that are from the Blue Stable and only from the Blue Stable. Remember that. I'm just kidding. Love everybody there. So other than that, Marcus, how's it been? Hey, man, everything's good. Can't complain at the moment. Living life, getting ready for training camp. Got to get my suitcase ready. Got to book these flights and, you know, hotels and things of that nature. But everything's good so far. Yeah, yeah, I got it, got it. Gotta uh, pack uh, enough tank tops, right? Yes, Mike. Gotta pack tank tops. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, got, got gotta do all that stuff. Hey, hey, the Blue Stable tank tops are coming soon, everybody. They're coming soon. You're gonna see billboards in Indianapolis with Marcus on top, and you know, gonna be laying down. Gonna have the the lion wool around him with the Blue Stable tank tops and everything. You ready for that, Marcus? Yep, I am I'm super ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's get into it, guys. Well, in this show, we're going to be talking about some things Jim Irsay had to say regarding NFL going over to Europe, right? Is that something that's going to get started here, like in the next five to ten years, maybe even longer uh, later down the road? You know, Anthony Richardson, Gardner Minshew, is there a little bit more drama there than that's been let out from Indianapolis? Shaq Leonard, update there. Is he not coming back? Is he prepared? We'll talk all about that here just now. So talking about real quick, guys, it's going to be a nice little quick show for you. NFL going over to Europe. The Colts are obviously going over to Germany this season to play the New England Patriots. I hate it. Honestly, why would you send that rivalry overseas? Put it in front of one of the home crowns. I don't care. I want it in America rather than sending it to Germany. But, hey. I guess New England and Indianapolis got screwed out of this rivalry game this year thanks to the NFL. But nonetheless, that game in Germany between the Colts and the Patriots was sold out in three days. In three days, that game got sold out. The NFL, it may be unpopular, and it has been unpopular, to have a stationed NFL team in Europe. But when you are seeing the marketing, when you are seeing the numbers, when you are seeing the games getting sold out, jerseys being bought, all that good stuff, when you're seeing that happening, it it, it develops a question. And just like the NFL, you know the NFL, right? They can't just stick to what works. If it makes money, it makes sense. That's why there's always a conversation of moving the combine. That's why they started moving the draft away from New York every year. 
that's why those conversations happen almost every year. For the last, what, five years, they've been talking about getting the combine out of Indianapolis and taking it somewhere else. Hey, the more the merrier. If, if there's money that comes involved with it, why not, right? But thankfully, they're keeping it right there centered in, in, in Indianapolis. Everybody's behind it. Media, agents, owners, everyone is behind Indianapolis when it comes to hosting the combine. But when it comes to the NFL in Europe, that is a much more open conversation. Marcus, I want to get your opinion on it. First, talk about the NFL actually being in Europe, opening a division in Europe. Because you can't just have one team over in Europe and everybody going back and forth every week. I mean, you talk about jet lag, right? Like, that is going to be insane. So talk about the NFL seriously considering getting over to Europe. Well, I think I like the expansion idea, um, of course, but I think uh, due to schedule, it might conflict, uh, especially with depending on what games, especially the situation at times of dates. Like if it's maybe like a game on the line where you have to make the playoffs or things of that nature, I think if you plan it a little bit earlier in the season, it won't really do that much damage to maybe a team moving forward. But I think if you make these games towards the end of the season when it's schedule conflicting and playoffs are at risk, it may do some harm. Uh, but I do like the idea of, you know, the NFL going global, especially if you're building teams out there of that nature. Of course, we got fan bases all over the world. We have co-fans out there. We have Patriots fans, of course, because they they are most loved probably in every country. Uh, you know, it's a very historic franchise. They win a lot. You know, they get a lot of bandwagons anyway. So I do like the idea of them going out there. We know a few fans that are in the United States. We know a few writers that are in the United States podcasters that never have seen their favorite team in person and them having that ability and that chance to do that. I think that's a really dope idea. And I do think that's pretty um, exciting as well. You get to see your team for the first time in your home country. I think it'll be dope. I think it's going to sell out every time, every chance they get. And, you know, them building a team out there, um, it might seem a little crazy to, you know, some people, but I think it's a good idea as well. You look at the expansion teams, especially like if you look at it for like other sports, if you look at for football related, maybe some guy didn't get a chance or didn't make the roster. All these practice squad players that, you know, that do have that breakout moment when they do play for an NFL team, they can have a chance to maybe get a full roster spot at a team in Germany. It's, you know, the opportunities are endless when you do make expansion teams and you expand the league. So I do like the idea. I'm 100 percent with it. I think everybody deserves a chance. You know, it's next man up for Colts. Uh, most Colts fans know when you play in Indianapolis. But if you do have another team in Germany, like I said, the numbers are going to go crazy. The environments are probably more, you know, emphatic. You know, the fans are more excited. You know how those crowds are. If you guys watch wrestling, you when they go to London and the things of those natures, the crowds are more alive. And even if you watch soccer, soccer fans, you know how their crowds can be. And you have that in a football arena uh, uh an environment of football i think it's just dope for the nfl and i love the idea i agree too and that was a nice little that was a nice little uh tip that you put in there regarding wwe because if you have been watching wwe i have been watching wwe i'm reinvent reinvested in it now i mean there's great storylines i love what triple h is doing there but this isn't a wwe podcast right but i love what they're doing there the character development there it's much better than when Vince McMahon was on the shop but if you watch the last shows you know you go to saudi arabia for night of champions 
right? The kingdom of Saudi Arabia. You go to Puerto Rico, the first Puerto Rico premium live event ever. And you go there for backlash. Obviously, Bad Bunny was a great marketing tool to get more and more people to tune in. And if you saw his entrance at that, oh my goodness, that was that was live. Everybody, every match was lit. It felt like a WrestleMania crowd. And then you go to Money in the Bank. You know, John Cena came out and a surprise, and everybody went crazy. Everybody went crazy in every other match because it's something that is developed in the United States that you can't see in person unless you have to invest how much money into a plane ticket there and back, how much money for hotels, how much money for the tickets themselves. Not everybody is walking around like billionaires, man. Not everybody is walking around like that. So to be able to get the NFL over here, and there's even a talk that John Cena was talking about getting WrestleMania over to London. If you can get that over to London, if you can start moving the NFL over to London, there is a conversation even in the NBA. There is too much talent that's not making it to the NBA, especially if you look at the summer leagues right now. There are a lot of talented guys that won't make 15-man rosters, and they're too good, too good to be playing in the G League. So are they going to start opening up some more expansion teams in the, in the United States, overseas, in Spain, because basketball is king. In, 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 well, not king because you still got soccer, but basketball is like number two in Europe. So if you're able to do that, get the NFL over there, open a new division, it does make sense. I, I see it happening maybe in 15, 20 years. I don't see it like in the next five, 10 or anything, but it, it would make sense. Because you have Americans moving out of America, going overseas. You also have your military stationed there, stationed in Germany, stationed ev everywhere around Europe. You have them there. And it just makes sense. People go to business over there. People go do business over there. People leave here and go to university over there. So it, it can happen. There is a There is a crowd there for it. Now, my next question because all of it still makes sense. The, the structure of it is what's going to take time to figure out and how to make everything work. But if there was one team Europe would adopt from the NFL, who would that be? Like if they said, we want to send one of our teams and locate them over in Europe, over in Germany, London, wherever it may be. We want to locate them over there, Marcus. Who is one team that you would send over there? A team that I would send personally, there's a few options, but I think most of the teams, in my opinion, are one of those Los Angeles teams. They have plenty of Los Angeles teams that can relocate or be, uh, I guess, directed overseas, in my opinion. So the Chargers or the Rams, like they're, I think they're sharing a stadium or something of that nature. What if they had their own stadium in another country? You know how much energy that will bring to that team alone, knowing that they have a whole country behind them rooting for them. I think that would be awesome. So I do think, you know, one of those Los Angeles teams could be one of the easiest options to relocate um, if you were to do so. Um, if not, it will probably be a team like the Houston Texans because they're always like bottom last uh, when it comes to, you know, divisions. They're never really winning anyway. So maybe the Houston Texans could be an option. but. I mean, I mean, there's still states in the United States that don't have a team. So I think before expanding a team out of, you know, the country, I think you should get some teams 
um, inside the states as well, because Texas is a huge state and they don't have a lot of football teams. But Los Angeles has like three or four. I think that's kind of crazy. But I do think you can still expand teams inside the United States before you go out of the country. So, like I said, to answer your question, I do think one of the, the Los Angeles teams could be my option. Yeah, if you're talking about expansion, opening up one in Europe will also have you expand elsewhere in the United States as well. I know Austin wants an NFL team. San Antonio wants an NFL team, even though Austin just got FC down there. San Antonio, all they have is UTSA and the San Antonio's first. That's what they have. So if there's one team that I had to think Europe would adopt from the NFL, if there was one, I, I don't think Houston, man. I, I think Houston is too much of a big market. It's in a football-loving state. You can't take that away from them. I mean, the Rockets are no good. They give no hope. Only so many – sorry, Marcus. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, but only so many people are going to root for Katy and the Woodlands and these high school programs. I mean, so many Cypress Ranch, Cypress. I mean, all these Houston suburbs, you got to keep the Houston Texans there. You have to. It's just too big of a market in a too big of a football-loving state. It, it, it can't be done, in my opinion. But if there's one team, it's two. But, okay, I'm just going to choose one. It may be unpopular, but I'm going to say the New England Patriots. I'm going to say the New England Patriots. Are they not the most loved team in Europe? Are they not the most cheered team in Europe? I mean... Is, is it was it like for five years straight, New England jerseys were the number one selling jersey in Europe? So wouldn't it make sense to do that? I mean, you're not taking the Colts to to Europe. You're not doing that. You're not taking the Jaguars, even though there was a topic about that. I I, I don't think with Jacksonville starting to come up, I I don't know if you send them to London, and it doesn't even make any sense. Do they even have Jaguars in London? Yeah, they, I mean, Jaguars, are, they, I'm like record-wise, they always went in over there. So there's like a second home to them. That's why they keep getting games over there because they just continue to win it when they go overseas. So. Oh, okay. But I'm like, but I'm specifically talking about like the mascot. Like, there's always a mascot born in that city. That's why they get the mascot. Like, is there any, even Jaguars in London? Like, I, I don't know. And I, and I and I'm sorry if that's like an ignorant question because I just don't. I, I've never been overseas, so. I wouldn't know, but that's an interesting conversation. Should the Colts be considering going over to Europe? Me? Hell no. I don't know why. But there is a market for NFL in Europe. They're starting to put more games over there. Before, it was just one game, remember? It was just one game. Now, there's like three now this season. So, they're starting to open it up more. They're starting to send more games over there. I don't know why they're sending rivalry games over there, but hey, at least it's going to be a neutral field, or maybe it's not if the Patriots are that much of a love team over there. So let's go ahead and move on here. Next up, uh, regarding Anthony Richardson. Jim Irsay did speak about Anthony Richardson, about you know how he could play early. It, it kind of got me thinking a little bit. Now, real quick, let me actually get this ready because it, it, it got me thinking a little bit. Regarding Anthony uh, regarding Anthony Richardson. Here we go. I tell you, you know, I mean, look at, as you guys know, Peyton's year, we're three and 13 the first year, you know, and, and uh, that's a guy who played a lot of college games and um, 
you know, was really prepared as much as he could be for the league. So for Anthony Richardson, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. We know that, but he has to play to get better. I mean, there's no question, you know, Gardner could come out and, you know, obviously play better early on just being, being a veteran, but we have to get Anthony on the field. And that's, you know, Shane's call when he decides to do it. We're going to win. Obviously, Jim Mersey with some with some choice of words there. Nothing nothing too crazy considering Jim Mersey. Thank you. Uh, n- nothing too crazy. But hearing him speak like that, like yeah, Gardner Mitchell could come out and play play better, play better early on. But Anthony Richardson needs to play. It sounds like Jim Mersey doesn't give a damn what what, what Gardner Mitchell can do early. He wants to see Anthony Richardson, like. Like he came up, well, I I hired Jim, or Jim Jeff Saturday to run the tank ship. How are you not going to play the man we tank for, Marcus? How are we not going to play the man we tank for? Like like, it, it sounds like that's what what I'm taking from that. That's what it sounded. He compared him to Peyton Man. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. For Christ's sake, stop comparing rookies to legends. Please stop doing it. But, he compared it to Peyton Manning, came out, had what? how many interceptions his rookie year, went 3-13, and 13, and what was god-awful. Obviously, comparing that to Anthony Richardson, he could play bad. Gardner Mitchell could play uh, better early on. But it's still a question, I feel like, that the Colts are trying to prep up, or prop up, rather, Gardner Minshew. But at the back of their heads, they're just like, like, regardless of how Anthony Richardson looks, we're playing, we are playing Anthony Richardson. That's how it sounds to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I know, I know Gar- Gardner Minshew, before they brought him into Indy, I think they gave him the stipulation of how it's going to go down. Um, I'm pretty sure they're both going to get a fair shot of, you know, competing out there on the field. And I think he understands that Richardson is the future for Indianapolis. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's fine with either decision. And I think he knows that maybe he not he's not going to be, you know, a Colts forever. But I'm pretty sure he's going to go out there and put a display whenever chance he gets. And he's going to be there to mentor Richardson as well. And, you know, Richardson is not going to get better unless he plays, which, you know, that's what it said from the soundbite. So I think we all know that Richardson is going to have his ups and downs. And, you know, he's going to go out there and, you know, it's going to get better as, you know, he's progressing. As he mentioned, Peyton, Peyton Manning, you know, coming in, didn't have the best season, but, you know, eventually Peyton Manning bought us a Super Bowl. So 
It's going to take time. We just got to be patient. We mentioned that plenty of times on the show. Uh, you know, Richardson is a product. Um, you know, he's going to go out there. He's going to have his hiccups, but he's going to develop over time. He's still young, you know, coming into the game. So he's not going to know everything, but he's very smart and he is athletic. So I think over due time, you know, he's just going to have to get his wings under him and he's going to, you know, he's going to pan out. Just got to give him time. That, that, that's been my thing. Like, I got mad love for Gardner Minshew. He, he has charisma. He's a good locker room leader. He, he's a guy you want to be around. He's a guy you want to help Anthony Richardson come along. But I, I'm sorry. I, I just don't buy Gardner Minshew is going to start week one over Anthony Richardson. Regardless of how bad Anthony Richardson looks in camp, I still do not buy Anthony Richardson is going to sit at the beginning of the season. Like, I, I, I just don't I just don't understand it. Marcus, I've been on this since since we drafted him. He has to play. You have to play him. Like it, it is it is one thing to sit there and of course everybody's gonna mention, oh, Patrick Mahomes sat one year behind Alex Smith and look at him. He came in, went to the playoffs and all that stuff. Patrick Mahomes could have done that year one. He could have done that year one. He had that talent year one. I mean, he was doing that stuff at Texas Tech. It's not that it's not like he came to Kansas City and said, whoa, I can do all this, golly. He was doing that stuff at Texas Tech. Go watch the film. Those sidearm passes, running around, running around on a bum ankle. He was doing that stuff at Texas Tech. So it's nothing new, okay? I just think that we're moving away from, oh, the young quarterback has to sit. That's not, that's not what Houston's doing. That's not what Carolina's doing. As much as media want to prop up and make it a conversation, for content purposes, these guys are not going to sit week one. They're not going to. The only one that really has a shot to sit week one is Will Levis because Ryan Tannehill is still there, the longtime quarterback there that Titans fans are tired of. But still, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young will be out there taking snaps week one, starting. And I, I just don't buy the fact that Gardner Minshew has to work so Anthony Richardson can grow. Like, I, I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it. We heard all this stuff, all this stuff in pre-draft. Oh, he's so driven. He's a leader. He's ready. He has so much potential. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's wait till, you know, let, let, don't play him right now. Don't play him right now. Like, how hypocritical is that? How hypocritical is that to for Chris Ballard and Shane Sykin to come out and talk about him one way? And then when week one comes along, well, we just don't think he's – like, what'd you draft him for then? What did you draft him for then? That, that's just my thing. You signed Gardner Minshew to a one-year contract, not a three-year, not a four-year, hell, not even a two-year, okay? If Anthony Richardson flames out year one, there should be no worries, right? Because why, Marcus? He's a leader, right? He's driven. He is driven to be successful. He is determined to do whatever it takes to be successful at the NFL level, right? That's what we've been told. That's what we've been told by him, his camp, his agent, Chris Ballard, Shane Steichen, everybody else, every draft guru out there has talked about Anthony Richardson is determined. So if he goes out there and throws 20 interceptions, no, the Colts did not let him down. He was just playing like a rookie. That's just my thing. Okay, and we'll talk a lot more about this, so we don't need to go full in detail. We'll talk a lot more about this over the next month and a half. Hell, we'll talk more about this for the next 
seven months, really. So that that is really nothing to be discussed there. Anything else on Anthony Richardson? Nah, man. I'm just excited to see him play. Uh, like I say, he's gonna he's gonna bring something that Indianapolis has never seen before when it comes to his gameplay. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it. And that's something I I don't think that's hyperbole either to say that he's gonna bring something we've never seen. Like. Yes, we have seen some legendary quarterback play in Indianapolis. We have seen it. Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, those two just alone right there. Legendary. And yes, I will say Andrew Luck was legendary. That was just chef's kiss. Everything they did. Now with Anthony Richardson, I mean, I, I look, man, I, I know Andrew Luck was a beast coming out. But I don't think he had the best 40 time of any quarterback coming out like Anthony Richardson has. I don't see him dunking at YMCAs. I don't see him just bulldozing through everybody. Built like a damn well, he was kind of built like a damn linebacker to come come back to think of it. But Anthony Richardson is gonna be different. He's going to be different. Andrew Luck was more of a pocket passer. Anthony Richardson is going to come out and he's going to do things we haven't seen the Colts quarterback do. So I'm excited about it. And real quick before we move on, I am so disappointed in y'all. All of y'all raised hell because this kid wanted to get some cardio work in at the basketball court. Marcus. They, the quote, what? They slandering him? The quote tweets I saw in the stuff I saw on Facebook. And, and and I could tell, and I made sure to go through, and nobody was being sarcastic. Oh, my gosh. Should the Colts be letting him do this? What are they going to do? He just works for them. He's not owned by them. What is he? What are they going to do? Chris Bell could call him up. Hey, man, I, I don't want you calling back, you know, playing basketball. Oh, well, you know what Anthony Richardson is going to say? Oh, appreciate it, but you ain't my dad. See you July 25th. Like, the dude can't play basketball. He can't get some cardio work in. Light cardio work at that. Nobody was going full speed. Like, did you see that game? Nobody was going full speed. Maybe they. Yeah, they were. They were jogging most of the time. I mean, he dunked yeah. it like like it was nothing. So he's done it before. So because he I mean. saw somebody recording him, so he said, "Let me put on a show." Like, come on. Like he he can be humble all he wants, but there's always a little bit of that ego in all of us. See a little camera, you got to give some work for the camera, right? Like, and hell, we don't even know if they even asked everybody who was playing before the game, hey, let's just take it easy if, if you don't mind. Like, it happens. It happens. So, I can't even believe people actually got it, it, their panties in a bunch on that, dude. I mean, they do that a lot, especially when these athletes, like football players, I think they did it. Like, I mean, who was that? Uh, DK Metcalf. So I forgot what team it was or what player it was when they said um, that he couldn't play basketball anymore because of the injury risk. But I forgot who it was. But in the comment section, you guys know who I'm talking about. I forgot what NFL team and what player it was. But but yeah, it happens all the time with these athletes. They're very athletic and, you know, they can dunk and they want to just play basketball, hang out, have a good time. I mean, it's normal. You know how many you know how many NFL players play basketball, period, and how many of these NBA and NFL players are friends and they invite them out for for a basketball session for basketball tournaments like dude come on now that is insane to get that riled up the dude is playing at the ymca like like get over it 
But regarding Shaq Leonard moving on here, I would play the sound by there. It wasn't really much to play because there was a little bit of, you know, background noise and everything kind of made it, made the audio look, sound a little bit uh, ratchety. So not going to play that. But Jim Mercer spoke about Shaq Leonard, talked about where he is. And, you know, he's looking like he can come back. Still no official, like, it's still crazy. This is where I start. Well, I've been worried, honestly. I mean, I'm like, I don't, on a scale of one to 10, I'm at an 11 about this because we keep on talking about where is he? Oh, he's coming along great. He's coming along great. But, Marcus, we don't have a timetable for his return. Okay, so then he's not coming along great then. So, so, so then he's not coming along great. Like, if he was truly making progress, if he was truly getting there, Y'all would have an idea of when it would take. Now, the other plus side that I would present to this is that it's a nerve issue. These things can last three days. It can last three years. Again, which is why I'm concerned. Darius Leonard could be out of football for two years, all we know. For two years, not even including last year. This is a realization. Now, from what we've heard, he's actually starting to do a lot more. So. Hopefully, it's not going to be two years. But, but again, Mar- Marcus, on a scale of one to ten, how worried are you about Shaq Leonard? Um, I would say, personally, I'm like on a scale of six to seven. Um, it's not as high as everyone else. It's because I think Shaquille Leonard knows how, how comfortable he is if he wants to play football or not. And this is the same guy we've seen play injured before and you know he still made plays so I think he knows who's at risk and you know a lot of football players put their bodies on the line regardless of the situation no matter how bad the injury is like even Patrick Mahomes we've seen it when his ankle was out and they talking about go go get an x-ray scan he still wanted to play he plays all the time and this isn't an ankle injury we know how serious the situation is with Leonard but if Leonard could walk and breathe and play football he's going to play football and I think he wants to go out there and give it his all and put out there for the team and for the fans. That's just how committed he is of as, as a player. Um, so I just know um, if Shaquille Lender can play football, he can play. So my risk level isn't as high as everyone else because I know he's a dog. He still has the mentality. He's not going to be 100%. He may never, ever be 100% again. But as long as he can play football and he knows we need that leader out there on the field. Point plain simple. We need Leonard. So. I don't know how everyone else feels about that, but if he's medically clear and he can go out there and play, I'm all in. I'm all chips in, so I'm I'm not as high as, as everyone else when it comes to that. Right. No, I I hear you, man. I hear you. I, I think one of the biggest things with that is, yes, he will fight and fight and fight, but fighting at, what is his age, 27? Fighting at 27 is not the same as fighting at 22. Like, it's just not the same. It's not. And he has a lot of friends on the team, past and present, you know who I'm talking about, who have gone through those injuries, who had the same mindset Marcus just talked about, and it didn't lead them to a great place. And maybe he's taken in some of that advice. Maybe he's reached out to some of those people, said, hey, you were in my position. You have been in my position. Gary Leonard, what would you do? What would you do differently? How would you talk? How would you go about it? Would you be more open to the training staff or would you keep things close to the vest? I think there's two sides to bring to the table, honestly. We're not going to know until we get to training camp. 
here's my thing. And here is where I feel where a good update will be. Training camp starts July 25th. I believe the first preseason game is, what, August 8th, I think, or so. If we do not have an update by August 8th, then, yes, we all should be concerned. If we do not have an update by then, then we should all be concerned. If he is not on track to play at any point in the season, we should all be concerned. Now, if they come out and say, yeah, we might start him out on Pup and see where he is around week six, seven or so, then that's different, right? That That's different. You can ease him in. But, man, I, I think for me personally, I'm targeting August 8th again because August 8th is for an update. Now he has to actually start doing football activities again. He has to start going through drills. He has to start going through actual 11-on-11 practice. He has to start doing hitting drills. He has to start doing all that. So I, I, I don't know, man. This is a really tricky situation only because it's a nerve. If it was a more complex injury that we have a lot more research about we there's a lot more uh research about it it would be fine but now it's like well dang you know we don't know when this is gonna when this is gonna turn out indianapolis medical staff doesn't have the best uh, reputation let's just be honest but at the same time they know I, I I give them the benefit of the doubt that they know what they're doing. Okay. I give them the benefit of the doubt. So we'll we'll see when it comes to that. July twenty fifth. We'll see if there's any type of uh and I'm sure it's gonna be asked. I'm, I'm sure it's gonna be asked when everybody is available for media. When Shaquille Leonard is gonna come back, what is his uh update, what is his timetable? And again, if by the first preseason game we don't hear anything. The dude's not going out there week one. I'm sorry. He's just not. So other than that, Marcus, you got anything to close us out? Uh, Nope. Training camp's almost here, man. I'm looking forward to see who I'm going to engage with. Looking forward to seeing Shane Steichen for the first time. wonder if Anthony Richardson's going to remember me. Um, I know Landon was with me last time, and they had the handshake uh, at the draft. So I'm wondering to see how that's going to act. So I'm, I'm right. looking forward to it. There you go, man. Hey, guys, thank y'all for, for who. Thank you to everybody who tuned into this show, guys. Sorry that I botched that last uh, line there, but thank you to everybody who has watched this show. Make sure to comment, like, subscribe to the Bluetooth Blue Stable on YouTube, and hey, I think with that that's good enough for a show there, guys. So we thank you. We love you. We'll see you back next week, and peace out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.